Jana and Ella are riding a tandem bike along a country road. The sun is shining. The stalks are swaying. Cheerful music. Ella at the helm. Jana spreads her arms. Close up. She blinks happily into the sun. Then the bike runs over a rock, goes off the road, and falls over. Cries of pain. The music breaks off. Fade to black. Opening credits. Immediately sets the right tone. It's fitting that I'm beginning a new notebook up here. New surroundings, new ideas, a new beginning. Fresh air. Last week, Esther turned four. Everything's getting easier now. It's already noticeable that there's no longer constant arguing over who's getting up with her, who's putting her to bed, who's playing blocks or trains or Legos. She can do a lot more by herself. The cold blue white of the two glaciers, under them sheer granite, then the woods, which the haze turns into a smooth dark green surface. The sky is lightly clouded. A cloud is drifted in front of the sun. Its frayed white edges are outlined in fire. Outside the house that we've rented, the meadow slopes gently for about a hundred yards to the edge of the woods, spruces, pines, and, at the edge, a huge pale willow. When I open the window, I hear the wind whispering. Apart from that, I hear nothing. Far below lies the valley with its dice-sized houses, cut through by three ribbons, road, river, railroad. Branching off like a thin pencil stroke is the road on which we came up. A terrible drive, by the way. That road is steep, with many hairpin bends and no side barriers, and Susanna is a horrendous driver. It was hard for me not to say anything. Well, and then, unfortunately, I did say something, and so we yelled at each other the rest of the way. The sun has just pushed its way out from behind the cloud, so that the sky is now melting in painful, blazing, magnificent brilliance. Or is that too many metaphors? The sun doesn't push its way anywhere. The wind pushes the cloud away, and, of course, the sky by no means melts. But in painful, blazing, magnificent brilliance, not bad. For once, it's a house that looks even better in reality than in the pictures on the Internet. Not a musty little alpine hut, but two stories, new and minimalist, with a narrow upper balcony and a large living room window, clearly an architect-designed house. Piercing brilliance, fiery cloud, the sun rolling through the firmament, mountains engraved in the blue firmament, antiquated. Better just to go with the plain word sky. Have a minor character use the word firmament twice. That's all you need. You've established that character. Fade in. Jana is walking down the street, carrying a shopping just as I was about to keep writing, they came in. And when they're in the room, I can't focus. Now they're playing on the carpet and being loud, and I keep scribbling so that they think I'm working, because if Susanna doesn't think that I'm working, she'll just say once again, Stop complaining. You're not working anyway. So I write and write and write and act as if I were busy, and I actually am busy, because ultimately the whole production is waiting for me. I love her and I don't want any other life. Why do we fight all the time? Again, just now. She stood up reproachfully from the carpet, and I thought, here we go. 
and she really said exactly what I had known she was going to say. We just got here. Do you really immediately have to... Couldn't you first spend a little time with... etc.? Then nothing will get done, I said. That's not how art is created. You mean your screenplay? It was the emphasis she put on the word. She knows exactly what most makes me angry. And, of course, I walked into the trap. A screenplay, not art? I cried. La Strada, Barry Lyndon, not art? Her completely calm reply, A screenplay is art, but not art. Not the way you say it. And besties, too. Well... Someday I'll write a movie about all this. Long dialogues, lots of flashbacks, no music. It will be called Marriage. The title hasn't been used yet. Astonishingly, it's available. I shouldn't have responded. If I'd just kept my mouth shut, the fight could have been avoided. But I couldn't resist reminding her that the royalties for those screenplays that she might have considered art but not art, and indeed especially the besties screenplay, are paying the mortgage for our house, a townhouse with a backyard, which she considers so important because a child has to have a backyard, after all. And now we have the townhouse, and the mortgage is far from paid off, and Esther actually never plays in the backyard. And if I don't write the sequel to my most successful movie, what about the mortgage then? To which she replied that she had nothing against my comedies as long as I please wouldn't act as if they were Twelfth Night or the importance of being earnest. She always has to bring up classics to remind me that she has a degree in comp lit and classical studies, whereas I've never attended a university. And by the way, my affectation of writing by hand as if I were a poet was insufferable. Then she took a step back and laughed as cuttingly as only actors can when they're having an off day. It sounded so artificial that I shuddered, and at that very moment we were interrupted because Esther had broken the arm off her doll and was bawling and demanding glue, and where are we supposed to get glue up here? Now they're bending down over the parts of the doll and pushing them around and waiting for a miracle, and I keep writing and don't look up so that it's clear that I'm too busy to help with that nonsense.